0: from kindred church your inclusive church family this podcast is a collection of sermons from our weekly worship services in durham north carolina whatever your background is wherever you are on your faith journey we hope this message helps you take your next steps in response to god's unconditional love Well, hello, happy Memorial Day weekend, and welcome to Kindred Church. It's good to be with you. If we've not met before, my name is Daniel. I'm the pastor here, and if this is your very first time to tune in with us and you're checking us out, well, welcome, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, this is a, a bit of an unusual Sunday for us at Kindred. We are actually not having our normal in-person worship this Sunday. We're taking advantage of Memorial Day weekend as an opportunity for us to go and worship with our mother church, University United Methodist. Methodist in downtown Chapel Hill. If you are watching this video before 10:30 a.m. on Sunday May the 28th you actually still have time to jump on over to the University United Methodist YouTube channel and you can watch the live stream of that service together with us. Um, but for today in our pre-recorded service here I wanted to share a message with you that I preached a few months ago about our Christian understanding of work Uh, you know all of us have work of some kind even if we're retired or even if our work is is at home Uh, all of us have something that occupies our time during much of the week and so how do we understand that from a Christian perspective how do we see God at work at work that's the subject of this message so take a listen Well, I know that for many of us, a huge part of our lives, maybe the single biggest part of our lives, is work. Um, I saw a recent Gallup survey that found that the average American employee spends about 43.1 hours every single week at work. And I'm sure some of you spend even more than that amount of time at work. And really, that's just the work that we get paid for. There's all kinds of stuff that we do in our life that we don't get paid for necessarily, but still, it's it's work. Like I know some of you are students. That is work. Uh, for some of you, you maybe are stay-at-home parents. That That's absolutely work. Uh, for some of you, you may be between jobs right now. That's a lot of work to, to try to find the next job and, and the next opportunity. Uh, some of you are retired, I know. Uh, so work may look a little bit different for, for you in this season of your life, but many of you retirees have told me that you are busier in retirement than you ever were when you were working, which is not what I want to hear from you, retirees. Just keep that to yourself and let all of us imagine that retirement really is going to be that restful bliss that we are looking forward to. Uh, I'm kidding. But, but nevertheless, uh, retirees, you have something that occupies your time. You have something that you're doing during the week. Uh, and so my argument would be that all of us, in one way or another, we, we have some part of our life, a big, big part of our life that is our work. So here's a question. As Christians, how should our faith shape our approach to this huge area of our lives, to to our work? How should our faith shape the the time that we spend at work, the energy that we spend at work? Uh, How can our faith help us to see how God is at work at work? I'm so glad that you asked these questions because we are starting a brand new sermon series today, and it's called God at Work at Work. At work, we're gonna spend the next three weeks exploring questions like what's the real purpose of work as we understand it? as Christians? Uh, How can our faith help us to deal with the frustrations that we sometimes experience with our work? Uh, How can our faith help us to find the kind of work and and rest balance so that we can approach our work, whatever it is, uh, in a way that's faithful, in a way that lives out God's calling that that God has for us uh, in the context of our work? Now, these are big questions. These are big topics. uh, So really in this three-part series, we're we're just going to be scratching the surface on a lot of this stuff. But I hope that all of this is serving as a prompt for your reflection. I hope it's serving as a prompt for conversations with other people in your life. I hope that by the end of this series, you're going to have a fresh perspective on what your work is is ultimately all about. And and I hope you're going to be better able to see how God is at work at your work. So that's the series and that's where we're going in, in the next few weeks here. Uh, but for today, for today, I want to get us thinking about the the purpose of work. At the end of the day, what is work ultimately all about? Uh, what, at the end of the day, is work actually for? Uh, we're we're going to get into what Scripture has to say about this in just a minute. But I think first it's it's helpful probably to to point out how our culture tends to think about work. Uh, quick story about this. So um, back when I was a sophomore in college. There was one night uh, I was hanging out with somebody at at somebody's house and and a group of people hanging out. Somebody turns on the TV and we all start watching this show called The Office, the the American version, not the British version, the American version. Um, Now, I think at that point there was already a few seasons out of The Office, but this was my first time to see the show. And immediately I was hooked. Like I thought this might be the funniest show I've ever seen. I still think it might be the funniest show I have ever seen. Uh, I was so hooked that uh, the next day I went to block. Blockbuster, and I know I'm dating myself here. There was no streaming at this point in, in history. I think technically Netflix existed, but it was still like the DVD mail-in thing. Uh, so, you know, I went to Blockbuster and I rented all the DVDs, if you remember DVDs. Yeah, I, I uh, got all the DVDs of, of all the Office seasons that had come out to that point, and, and I went home and I binged all of them because I loved it. Now, if you haven't seen The Office before, uh, it takes place in an office, as you could Probably guess, And uh, most of the employees at this office, uh, they're really just kind of going through the motions in their work. You know, that it's just a job. They're there for the paycheck. I mean, they show up, they, they do their jobs, kind of, sort of, sometimes. Uh, but, but they're just really not trying to find any deeper existential meaning in their work. Now, part of what makes the show so funny is that there's this boss. His name is Michael Scott. He's the boss over the office. He's played brilliantly by Steve Car- and uh, in contrast to most of the other employees in the office, Michael Scott finds all kind of deeper meaning in his work. He he loves his work. He's got a passion for it. Uh, there's there's uh, uh, times when we see Michael, he, he wants the whole office to function like a family. He wants everybody in the office to be best friends. Uh, there's uh, one episode where Michael turns to the camera uh, and he says an office is is a place to live life to the fullest, to the, to the max, he says. An office is a place where dreams come true. That's how he views work. There's another episode where Michael turns to the camera and he says, the, the most sacred thing I do as a boss is I care for my workers. I provide for my workers. They are my family. He says, I, I give them money, I give them food, uh, not directly but through the money he says i i heal them uh, again through the money uh, i think that's i think that's funny but uh, anyways the, the part of the what makes the show so hilarious is you just got this juxtaposition but between these employees who are just going through the motions just putting up with work and and then on the other hand you you've got Michael Scott the the boss who is finding all of this deeper meaning in his work and he wants everybody else to do the same well i share all of this simply to point out that it seems to me in our culture, probably the majority of people tend to approach their work more like the employees in the office. Like, like work is, is really just a job. You know, it's something to be tolerated. Work is, is important if, if we're going to provide for ourselves, if we're going to provide for our families, if we're going to get more of what we want in life. Work is just this kind of financial necessity, but, but not much more. And yet I also think there, there's this growing sense in our society right now that work should be about something more right Uh, we we hear reports uh, of the, the younger generation moving into the workforce right now and they're bringing with them these these expectations that their work is going to have some deeper meaning, that they're going to find a sense of fulfillment in their work. And sometimes this is to the annoyance of the older generations uh, who, who get kind of grumpy with these young whippersnappers who are expecting all of this deeper meaning and fulfillment in, in their work. Uh, but really, it's not just the, the young whippersnappers. You know, um, dur- during the pandemic, that this phenomenon began called the, the Great Resignation, where more and more people are leaving their high-paying jobs because those jobs just don't seem meaningful enough so there's this growing sense in our society that that work should mean something more well, what I want us to see today is that as Christians, uh, work is, is absolutely meant to be about something more. And the good news for us is we don't have to figure out what that something more is all by ourselves. I mean, we could all quit our jobs and go backpacking through Europe looking for the true meaning of work. And maybe that would be a lot of fun. But we don't have to do that because God shows us what the true meaning of work is. And God shows us actually right in the very opening pages Of scripture in the the creation story at the beginning of the book of Genesis that opens the entire Bible. Those of you that are familiar with this story, you may not have thought about it from this perspective before, but the creation story is in many ways a story about work. So so let's spend a few minutes with the creation story, uh, unpacking it a little bit, and and I'll show you what I mean and and how I think this applies to your work and and to my work today. So, uh, those of you that are familiar with the creation story, Do you remember the very first words in that story? These are actually the the very first words in all of Scripture. Genesis 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, like the the first thing that we learn about God is that God gets this idea hey, I'm going to create this, this thing called the universe. And then what does God do? God rolls up God's sleeves and God gets busy. In other words, God gets to work. And and the story that we get in the rest of of Genesis chapter one is about how God keeps working and God keeps working day by day uh, to to bring different parts of the universe into existence. God creates the light and God creates the land and the plants and the animals and and so on and and so forth. And, And what all of this is showing us is that Even before we human beings entered the picture, even before we were part of the story at all, already there was work. And it was God's work. And what is the purpose of God's work as we see it in this story? Is is God working for a paycheck? No, of course not. God doesn't need a paycheck. Uh, Is God working so that God can acquire more stuff that that God wants? Uh, Of course not. God doesn't need more stuff. What is the purpose of God's work? What we see... Is that God is using God's abilities to love and to serve? God is using God's abilities, God's energy, God's creativity, God's efforts. God is using God's abilities to love and to serve. You know, we see that God loves creation because in every uh, one of these days of creation in this story, God takes a step back and we're told that God looks at what God has made. And God says, ooh, it is good. It is good. Right from the very beginning, God so loved the world. And God serves creation as well. Just one example of this. like God makes land for the plants to grow on. God makes sunshine to nourish the plants. From those plants, God makes food to feed the other animals that God has created. Right here, we see, before we humans entered the picture, before we even showed up at all there was already work, And it was God's work. And the purpose of God's work is God is using God's abilities to love and to serve. Now, some of you may be thinking, okay, well, that's great. But what does that have to do with me and my work? You know, what does any of that have to do with me when I'm at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday doing what I do? Uh, Well, here's where we enter the story and here's where this relates to us. After God created the light and the land and the plants and the animals and and all of this, then then God decided to create something different. God decides to create something new. Uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 says this, one of the most amazing verses in the whole Bible. Then God said, let us make humanity, that's you, that's me, let us make humanity, God says, in our image. If you are watching this with somebody else right now, just turn to them really quickly and say, you are made in God's image. Uh, and now if you're watching it with somebody else, turn, turn to that person and say, you are made in God's image. Uh, if you're watching this by yourself or listening to this on the podcast by yourself, close your eyes, unless you're driving, don't close your eyes, but close your eyes and say, I am made in God's image. That, that is so important. that is so true. And don't you ever forget it. But this amazing verse doesn't stop there. It actually goes on. God says, let us make humanity in our image. Why, God? Why are you making humanity? God says to to, uh, resemble us so that they, that is humanity, so that they may take charge of the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and the livestock and all the earth and, and all the crawling things on the earth. This is so important. Don't miss this. Up until this point, God has been doing all of this work. But now God is saying, okay, I'm making these humans. And unlike the other creatures, unlike the rest of creation, I'm I'm actually giving these humans a job to do. I'm giving them work to do. And God says their work is going to be to join me in my work. Why? Because the the work of human beings is going to be to use their abilities to love and to serve. We see this same thing um, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, which is part of the passage I read a few minutes ago. It says, the Lord God took the human, talking about Adam, the very first human being, the Lord God took the human and settled him in the Garden of Eden. Why why did God put the human in the Garden of Eden? It says to farm it and to take care of it. Again, we're seeing the, the work of humanity is... A lot like god's work it's it's to use our abilities to love and to serve to love and serve other parts of creation certainly but, but also to love and serve one another So with all that in mind, let's come back to this question that I posed at the beginning. What is the purpose of work? If work is is not just about a paycheck, ultimately, if work is not meant to be just something that is tolerated by us, if work is meant to be about something more, what is that something more? What what all of this is, is showing us is that our work as human beings, our work is meant to be a part of God's work. Our work is meant to be a part of God's work. We're we're meant to approach our work, whatever it is, as an opportunity for us to use our unique abilities. And we all have unique God-given abilities, right? God has given you unique talents, unique skills, unique experience, a unique educational background that gives you unique abilities. Use those abilities to love and serve others. That's ultimately what our work is meant to be about because that's what God's work is about. and God uh, makes our work a part of God's work. Now, there may be some of you uh, thinking about this and thinking to yourself, well, um, I already knew that, Daniel. Uh, this is old news, and I wake up each and every day, and I go to work with this mindset. Uh, If that's you, that's awesome. Keep up the good work. But I imagine that many of you are sitting there thinking to yourself, okay, well, all this sounds great in the abstract, but I really don't see how my job could be a part of God's work. It's just, it's not adding up for me. I, I, um, a number of years ago was having lunch with a friend of mine and uh, we're eating together and eventually the conversation rolls around to work. And this guy works at a bank. And so he was telling me about his job and he's saying, you know, uh, I'm really grateful for my job. Don't get me wrong. It pays well. And I do love that. He said, but, you know, I, so sometimes I'm just jealous of you, Daniel. And I'm like, what? What do you mean you're jealous of me? And, and he goes, well, I know as a pastor, like you probably go to work every day and, and you know that your work is meaningful. And you know that on some level you're, you're making a difference. And he's like, I just I don't get any of that in my job at the bank. Maybe some of you are thinking something similar during this sermon, like, I just don't see how my work can be a part of God's work. So let me tell you what I told my friend that day, and that is this, that, that for all different kinds of jobs, our work can be a part of God's work if we can find ways to answer this, this simple question, how can I use my unique abilities to love and serve the people around me at work. How can I use my unique abilities to love and serve the people around me at work? How can I use my abilities to love and serve my coworkers, the people on my team, my my colleagues? How can I use my unique abilities to love and serve my customers? For those of you that are in retail or if you're in sales, um, if you're in education, uh, how can I love and serve uh, my students or my teachers, or my, my fellow students? Um, how can I use my abilities to love and serve the people around me at work? Um, and as you think about that, you know, it, it might just be, I don't know if you've ever thought about this before, but it might just be that God has actually called you to your particular workplace right here and right now in order to find ways to make your work a part of the work of God. That that may be the reason why you're there. Pretty pretty powerful to think about. So for all kinds of jobs, if if we take that approach to our work, whatever our work is, we're going to have opportunities to, to make a significant impact. And I bet you know this when you stop and think about it because I bet that you've been on the receiving end of somebody who approached their work in this way. Um, a person that's been on my mind this week as I was working on this sermon was uh, the, the, one of the baggers I'm at this grocery store where I often shop that this bagger, her job is to bag groceries, but it's so clear if you watch her work that she does not really see that as her purpose. She sees her purpose as loving and serving others. And and you can see it because she's constantly interacting with the customers. Uh, She's constantly asking them about how they're doing. She's asking them about their family, what they're going through in life. As she gets to know people, as they keep coming through the the line, she'll ask follow-up questions about them. She she tries to put a smile on everybody's face, even the grumpiest of customers, which is sometimes me. She tries to put a smile on their their face. Her job is to bag groceries, but but she very clearly sees herself as having a deeper purpose to, to love and to serve the people around her in that job. And so whether she realizes it or not, she is making her work a part of the work of God and she's making an impact on the people around her. And what I want to suggest to you is that you can do the same thing. Whether you are a bagger or a professor or you work in retail or you work in a school or you're in the medical field or whatever, you can find ways to use your unique abilities to love and serve the people around you at your work. You can do this. Now, let let me make this practical for you and and give you a a really specific challenge that you can take on for this week. Uh, Here's my challenge for you. Every single day this upcoming week, talking about the work week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five days, uh, for each of those days, find one way, just one way to intentionally use your abilities to love and serve the people around you at your work. Um, and you know, for some of you, you've already got ideas about how to do this. For some of you, this may be like baked into your job description already. That's awesome. For others of you, this may take a little thinking. This may take a little creativity to to figure out how you can do this. But as you do this this week, watch what happens. Watch what happens. You may not change the world in five work days. Uh, you may not even change your whole workplace environment in, in five work days. But as you do this, I bet you're going to experience some change within yourself because I, I bet that in, in different kinds of ways, you're, you're going to start to feel like your work is, is more rewarding, that it's more meaningful, maybe maybe even more fulfilling than it was before. And that makes sense because in, in one way or another, in a big way or, or, or in a small way, you're going to be living into the true purpose of work and, and you're going to be finding ways to make your work a part of the work of God. Let me pray for us. Oh, well, gracious and loving God, uh, we thank you for your work, God. Uh, without your work, without you applying your abilities to love and to serve, none of us would even exist and we certainly wouldn't be sustained in this life either. And so we thank you for that work. And we thank you for modeling for us what the purpose of work ultimately is. God, We, we, we confess that oftentimes we think about our work as a drag. Uh, we often think about our work as something to be put up with, something to be tolerated. And, and oftentimes we have good reasons to, to feel that way because we often have work that is less than, than ideal. But we're thankful for this reminder of what work is meant to be. God, help us to keep this as an aspiration. That that whatever our work situation, we would find ways, just like you've modeled for us, that we would find ways to to love and serve the people uh, around us. We pray that as we do that, we would have an impact on the people uh, around us and and that this would also have an impact on us and our hearts as well. We thank you for this reminder today, Lord, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, thanks again for tuning in with us today. A couple quick things here for us before we go. If you are new to Kindred, I would love to connect with you. Would you click the Connect link that you see in the description? Fill out the short form. That'll allow me to reach out to you later this week just to say hey and welcome. I look forward to that. Uh, Also, if you're local, we would love to see you in in in-person worship. You can get on our website. It's kindrednc.church and get all the details about how to join us in person. Uh, Finally, as always, click the Announcements link in the description. That'll take you to this week's newsletter. And that has all the latest information about how you can get engaged with us at at Kindred and keep growing in your faith with us uh, here at our church. Now with that, friends, remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week, a wonderful Memorial Day. May the peace of Christ be with you. Thanks for tuning in. If this message was meaningful to you, consider sharing it with a friend who might also find it meaningful. To support this ministry, To get involved with Kindred Church, or to learn more about us, check out our website, kindrednc.church. We hope you have a great week.